Hey, this is episode 243, and today we're chatting about how to know what foods are best for meal prep, like which veggies are best, which proteins are best, how to prepare fat bombs so that they last. Also, how to have the right equipment, what to look for in kitchen equipment so you're not wasting all the time with your meal prep and all of the money trying to figure out what equipment is best for your meal prep. How to best schedule meal preparation, how to have fun while making it sustainable, how to experiment to find out what works for you. If you haven't already guessed it, we are chatting about meal prep. Everything meal prep, it's happening right here. Now, if you are interested in this kind of topic and you just need a guideline of what to prepare for yourself, I have a meal plan. I've prepared it for you. It's ready to roll. You can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash meal plan. And I've put together a bunch of different meals that you can follow week to week, a bunch of variety, very simple to put together. These are meals that I prepare for myself and my family take about five to 10 minutes for the average meal, sometimes 20 if we're getting really fancy. And by fancy, I just mean 20 minute prep. <laughs> Again, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash meal plan. The meal plans are delivered to your inbox every Tuesday, and I can't wait to send them to you. If you have questions about today's content, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. You can also catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. Just look for episode 243 on that page and all the resources will be right there for you. Okay, our guest today is chef and dietitian Allison Schaff, who's the founder of Prep Dish, a gluten-free paleo and keto meal planning service that helps busy moms get dinner on the table with ease. Allison holds a bachelor's degree in culinary nutrition from Johnson & Wales University, a master's degree in nutrition communications from Tufts University, and became a registered dietitian at New England Medical Center. Allison lives outside of Austin, Texas, in the Texas Hill Country, with her husband, son, two cats, three chickens, three roosters, and bees. How cool is it that Allison has bees? Allison and her family are avid travelers. She draws culinary inspiration from every trip that she goes on. If you listen to today's episode and you love what Allison is putting out there in the show notes today, I've linked up to her favorite kitchen tools, her favorite kitchen knife that she recommends, as well as the slow cooker carnitas bowl that she mentioned in the episode. And she put together a two free week trial of prep dish. You can go to prepdish.com slash keto diet to check that out. You can also find her on Instagram at prep dish. And you can head on over to the meal prep Monday podcast on your favorite player to listen to all the tips she shares over there. Again, that's meal prep Monday podcast. Okay, without further ado, let's cut over to this episode. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working. Did you know imbalanced hormones are generally at the core of all struggles that women face when it comes to our weight? Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get started with the show. Hi, my name is Allison Schaff. I'm a chef, dietitian, and the founder of meal planning website, prepdish.com. 
I am also the host of the podcast Meal Prep Monday. Today, Leanne has asked me to come on to talk about one of my favorite subjects, and that is meal prep. So whether you are new or newish to keto or you've been doing it for years, um, my hope is that you can find some tips and tricks in this podcast to help you implement some meal prep into your life and help make mealtime just that much easier. I've outlined five different tips that I'm going to go over with you today, so I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. The first tip is to know which foods are best for meal prep. And before we get too far into which foods are best for meal prep, I want to back up a little bit to mention that meal prep can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So I think most commonly, it's kind of like spending one day a week doing your, you know, chopping and mixing for the rest of the week. But it can also just be, you know, twice a week doing meal prep for the rest, um, you know, for that half of the week. Some people even go as far as to kind of do meal prep for the entire month. Now that's uh, pretty drastic and that that's kind of its own beast. Um, so when I'm talking about meal prep here, for the most part, I mean kind of spending one to two days a week where you do most of your food preparation. So that way when you get to meal time, your meals are quick and easy. I'm not always a proponent of cooking your food all the way through during your meal prep time, just because I like um, the meals to be as fresh as possible. And so a lot of times I won't cook the protein until mealtime. Um, but of course, if it's easier for you to just, you know, grill all of your meat on Saturday and have it for the week, you can do that as well. So it's kind of just finding what works for you. So in terms of knowing what foods work best for meal prep, really, it's pretty open here. So first looking at vegetables. So most all vegetables can be meal prepped. So carrots especially um, hold up really well. Celery holds up well. Lettuce, the only thing here is if you are going to make a salad, a lot of times the salad components need to be separated. So, you know, anything that's going to make your lettuce green soggy, I would wait to put on that salad later on during the week. So, you know, if you have tomatoes, maybe, you know, cutting, chopping those, but keeping them in a separate container and adding them to the salad right at mealtime. And then of course, avocado is an example of something that really you're always going to wait, want to wait until mealtime. I mean, if you want to, you can add some lemon or lime juice to the avocado and that'll help prevent it from browning. But for the most part, avocado is always going to be best added directly at mealtime. But things like, you know, celery, onions, bell peppers, all of those type of foods or any leafy greens like kale or chard can all be chopped ahead of time. So the more you can kind of get to where you're doing these in advance, there's a lot of efficiencies to doing this as well. You know, you're only dragging out your cutting board once, you're only washing all the vegetables at the same time. So, you know, when you're batching like this, it really is um, creating a lot of efficiencies throughout your, your week. And then, you know, after vegetables, it's looking at your proteins. So like I mentioned on the proteins, this is kind of a, a personal preference here and, and something you can play around with and see what works best for you. But one thing that I will do sometimes is just, you know, I'll make my marinades, but I won't actually cook any of my proteins and I'll save the actual cooking for meal time. 
Or maybe what I'll do is at mealtime, I'll make double what I need. So at lunch, the protein's already cooked, but at dinner, the protein is fresh. But some exceptions here is, um, you know, if you have a really busy week, proteins that I really like to do are um, roast or bigger cuts of meat, like a, a rump roast or a pork shoulder, lamb shoulder, because you can do um, a large batch of that. Um, like carnitas is another example. I have a carnitas recipe that's really tasty. Um, so if you make a big, <laughs> if you cook the big meat at the beginning of the week, then you can throughout the week make that into a lot of different meals. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the same meal every day. You could mix and match that with other veggies so that it does look different at every meal, but you're only having to cook that meat once. And so with the protein, you know, there's kind of a few options there. And then the other thing I want to mention is seafood. So I will meal prep seafood, but you need to be a little, it doesn't last as long in the fridge, right? So on the meal plans that I create, I always put seafood at the beginning of the week, um, just so you're eating it before it goes bad. Another idea there is if you cook it, you, you know, you can get a few days out of it. So you could also cook it. But I will also sometimes if I have want to say I'm doing the meal prep on Sunday, and I know on Friday night, I want to have the salmon, I can stick the salmon in the freezer. And then Thursday or Friday morning, I'll pull the salmon out of the freezer. And then that way, Friday night, I can have salmon for dinner. But if I were to have just purchased salmon fresh at the grocery store on Sunday, it may not be good by Friday. Um, but again, this is also the real key here on knowing the foods and what's best is um, with proteins is really talking with your butcher or um, also just reading the best buy dates because it can be drastically different. Like I could buy a piece of salmon on Sunday that is going to go bad on Tuesday, but I could also buy a piece of salmon on, on Sunday that will last for a full week. So it really depends how fresh it is and when the seafood department got that um, piece of fish. And the same thing holds true for me. I, you know, sometimes I'll have ground meat that has a date that's two weeks out, but sometimes I'll buy ground meat and it only has a few days left. So when you're doing your grocery shopping, just really look at those dates and if you're working, if you're going to like the seafood counter or the butcher counter, talk to the people that are working there, um, especially the seafood counter. I got to the point, so before I had the meal planning side, I was a personal chef. And what I found was really helpful was talking to the people at the seafood counter and knowing when shipments came in. I live in Texas, so you're just, you're already behind a few days. You're not going to be getting the freshest seafood just because we don't live by a body of water. So I would ask the, the seafood counter guys, you know, when did the tuna shipment come in? When did the salmon shipment come in? And then that way I knew if I wanted to do, you know, a, a seared tuna that was still raw in the middle, what day I should do that what I should pick it up at the store. So that's another thing to keep in mind, specifically with seafood more than, than the meat, is to talk with the, the seafood counter guys just to know kind of how, what you're working with there and what they're getting, what's on their, their lineup for that week or month. And then in terms of um, one other category of foods, we went over veggies and proteins, you can meal prep. The third one is fat bombs. So this is something that we include on our meal plans each week is two different fat bombs um, that can be used in a lot of different ways. It's kind of like, you know, you could have it um, if you are a breakfast eater, um, you can use it as a breakfast or kind of to fill in as needed. If you're counting macros and you're, you need some more fat, then you can use these fat bombs. And the ones that work best to meal prep are the ones that are literally kind of like those energy bites or energy balls. 
those are a great thing to make at the beginning of the week because then throughout the week you have them on hand to, you know, to eat when you need something to, to hit your macro goals. Um, but, you know, we do other things that aren't just um, like the energy bites and balls, things like, you know, bacon wrapped avocado or, um, you know, cheese with something or, you know, so just other kind of things that piece together to, to classify um, their macros classify as a fat bomb. So that's kind of the two different versions, but the bites. So like, you know, cheesecake bite or pecan pie bite, those sort of things um, are really good. You just stick them in the food processor, make them one day, a lot of them. So they're stored in the fridge, most of them. Um, but I think pretty much all of them could also be stored in the freezer. So that's a great one that you could do kind of uh, a big batch cooking on. So when you're doing your meal prep, you could make more than you need for the week and stick some in the freezer and use those later in the month. This is especially good, you know, if over, throughout the course of the week, maybe you don't want the same bite. So if you do that for a few weeks, you can get to the point where you're having different fat bombs every day, but you're, you know, just making one fat bomb a week, but because you're storing the extras in the freezer, you're giving yourself some variety that you wouldn't otherwise have. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. Superfat is a certified keto and paleo line of macadamia and almond-based convenient on-the-go nut butter pouches with five different dairy-free flavors. My favorite flavor is cacao coconut, lightly sweet, perfectly salty, and so chocolatey. With 22 plant-based fats, 3 grams of net carbs, 2 grams of sugars with no added sugar, 5 grams of protein, and 6 grams of fiber. I chow down on Superfat. When we're sailing, I pack them in my trail bag. I just started using them for beach volleyball and long flights for easy fat on the go. Each pouch contains about 50% more than other nut butter pouches with healthy plant fats found in super fat support sustained levels of energy, cognition, and mental clarity. Macadamia nuts are found in all flavors and are scientifically proven to help speed up metabolism. And Superfat just launched Cookie Bites in chocolate chip, peanut butter chocolate chip, and snickerdoodle. Now they're made with dairy, but they sure look tasty and super crunchy. You can use the code LEANNE, all in caps, for 15% off when you go to superfat.com. That's L-E-A-N-N-E as the code for your 15% off by going to superfat.com. If you're unsure of the link, you can check out today's show notes at ketodietpodcast.com for all the details. Okay, so that's that's it on the, the foods that are best for meal prep. Now let's talk about something else. This is a question I get asked a lot, and that is what equipment do you need to do your meal prep? And I'll start this by saying actually don't need a lot. <laughs> and I'm a big proponent. I went to culinary school. I've been in the culinary ind industry, you know, pretty much my entire career. But I do not believe that in order to, you know, cook or do meal prep, you need a bunch of like crazy fancy equipment and tools. There's things out there that are fun. There's things out there that might save time. But at the end of the day, <laughs> the most important thing that you need is a knife and cutting board. And the thing that I will say here is that you need a good quality chef's knife. I, this is my number one thing. Anyone that wants to do anything in the kitchen, you need a good chef's knife. And I can link um, in the show notes, I can put a link with the one that I recommend, but really it's just finding one that, that you like. You know, actually, it's best if you could actually go to a store and 
pick some up in your hand and just see which ones you like the way they feel. That may sound a little funny, but that's, you know, in culinary school, that's what we do. We kind of pass around people to have different knives and we pass them around. And you just kind of learn like there's ones that feel better in your hand and when you're chopping. So that's really the best knife for you. Um, I can't tell you which knife that's going to be, but I can recommend some brands, you know, that I, I know that I really like. Um, the Shun brand is one of my favorites. I also think that Wustoff makes good quality knives. Um, I know a lot of people really like Global. Globals are great too. They just, I don't love the way that those feel in my hands probably because I just never use those. But those are some of the top brands I would recommend. And then from there, also having a large wooden cutting board. So the no-no on the cutting boards is I have gone in and when I'm doing cooking instruction with people, I've seen people using um, glass cutting boards and that would be, to me, that's a big no-no. Those are really just for um, decoration. So either a wood or bamboo cutting board is best. Um, if you're doing meat, some people feel more comfortable using kind of a plastic um, cutting board, but I use my wood cutting boards for meat as well. As long as you wash them, the wood actually has some antibacterial properties. So it really shouldn't be be an issue there. And another note on this is you want to have the proper tools, but if you aren't comfortable with your knife skills, this is an area where I would recommend looking for a class that you could take. So going in in Austin, I know there's a lot of the grocery stores offer knife skills classes, but just kind of looking wherever you live and see if there's something local that you could go to to learn basic knife skills, you would be amazed um, how much this can speed up your meal prep because a big portion of meal prep is chopping. So if you can speed this up, that's going to be really helpful um, over the long term. Um, of course, you can also look on, you know, online, there's some, you know, knife skills classes, um, YouTube has videos on how to chop everything. So you can even just kind of learn, do a DIY learning at home that way. But I recommend really, if you want to implement meal prep on a regular basis, um, figure out ways to improve your knife skills. And that being said, another alternative, if you feel like your knife skills maybe aren't what um, they could be, or you're looking for something that's a quicker alternative, you can also try using a food processor to chop all your vegetables. So with my meal planning site Prep Dish, this was actually a suggestion of a customer. She mentioned that she did this and it saved so much time. The downside there is to me, a food processor, it takes longer to clean. Um, but if you're doing a bunch of chopping, it might be easier to just get a high quality food processor and <laughs> throw all your veggies in there and get them chopped all, you know, quick and easily. So I would add that to my equipment list if you're an, is the food processor. And really a food processor would be on my list even if you're not using it for like chopping, because um, specifically with keto, those fat bombs, those are going to be, it's really good um, to have a high quality food processor to make those in. Um, and then same thing, I think a, a really nice blender is good as well, just because if you're doing anything from soups to sauces or marinades, um, you're really going to need a good quality blender. And then of course, if you're doing meal prep, the, the piece of equipment that you're you may have to go out and purchase and that is containers so some nice high quality glass containers i highly recommend investing in glass and not using plastic for a few reasons one um, plastic has different chemicals in it even if you find the bpa free i just don't know that it, it's still the best thing to have your food in um, even from a food quality perspective i feel like the food stays fresher and has a better you know, fresher taste when it's stored in glass and plastic. And if you do get a glass one, 
they they do usually have plastic lids. So just looking for BPA-free plastic lid. I love ones that will go in the fridge and freezer. So if I have leftovers that I'm not going to eat, I can easily stick those in the freezer. And the ones I purchased, you can also stick in the oven. Um, the thing to look for here is the glass is tempered. You're going to need tempered glass. Otherwise, um, all of those temperature extremes will cause it to shatter. And that being said, even with the tempered glass, you still don't want to go straight from like hot to cold or cold to hot because I have had one or two shatter on me when you do that. So you don't want to push your limits there. But if you have tempered glass, you should be able to go pretty easily from one temperature to another, just nothing too drastic or too extreme. So in terms of equipment, one more to add there too is with the containers, I love having some labels. So I've experimented with this a lot. Um, there's reusable labels that I like and I those work really well. You can even do, this is what a lot of people in, in kitchens do, is just use painter's tape and a Sharpie. Or I've also played around with um, using labels like you would use um, for your envelope. And I they have a template, you know, you can get the Avery template and you could type up, especially if you're going to do a big freezer meal, meal prep, um, you can print off labels. So whatever option you choose is fine, but I do recommend labeling and dating your food because it can be especially if you're putting things in the freezer, it's really easy to lose track of what things are and how long they've been in there. So if you label and date, this helps eliminate that. And even for the fridge, sometimes, you know, you might have made a dish and <laughs> maybe it's two weeks old and you think it's only five days old. So if it's labeled and dated, then you don't have that issue, especially if there's other people in the household that helps them know how to, you know, they can <laughs> decipher what's in the fridge and what's safe to eat or not safe to eat. Uh, so yeah, in terms of equipment, those are really the main ones. I mean, there's a lot of other little things that might be good. Instant Pot, that's kind of like whether or not, you know, to me, Instant Pot and, and Slow Cooker, you could probably go one or the other. So, you know, which style um, works better for you. You know, if you're able to put things in in the morning, then you could do Slow Cooker. Um, I do have an Instant Pot and use it quite a bit. And then um, a spiralizer is nice to have, um, especially for keto, you know, doing all the different types of noodles, the zoodles or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so that's another one that's nice to have, definitely not have to have, especially now with you can buy really any of the vegetable noodles already um, spiralized for you. Of course, it's going to be more expensive to get them pre-spiralized. And if you have kids, it's actually a fun little activity for them to do. So that might be one you could add to your list. But that's really that's really it for equipment in terms of like your necessities. I hope you're really enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. Snap a pic and tag me at Healthful Pursuit or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. Now I want to talk about something and that is I think one of the biggest hurdles with meal prep is making sure it actually happens. So number three tip is to schedule your meal prep. And this is kind of a little more involved than it sounds um, at first. So the thing that I've found really helps with scheduling is to, you know, in advance, kind of look at my month or the next few upcoming weeks and kind of figure out you know, one, how many meals are going to be at home and what meals I need, how many meals need to be meal prepped, figure out which days or times would work for meal prep. Some people just have a set day every week. Um, so this is great. Like maybe, you know, kind of depends on what works for you. 
But then another piece of it is once I know like what days I want to do my meal prep, I will um, schedule the grocery order. And the thing that's cool with my grocery store, so I do a grocery pickup and you can do the pickup for several days in advance. So if it's Monday and I know I'm going to do my meal prep on Friday, I can go ahead and put that grocery order in for pickup on Friday. And this does a lot of things. One, it, it kind of schedules it for me because I can't get to Friday morning and be like, eh, I don't really want to do that. Or, you know, decide, oh gosh, I don't like, I ran out of time to put in the grocery order. I don't have time to go to the store. I'm just going to put this off completely. But if it's, if the order is scheduled, I know that I have to pick up those groceries and it kind of sets everything in motion once that happens. Um, because once the groceries are picked up, I know, like, you know, then I have to chop them and, and kind of make it happen. So once you kind of know your schedule, I use the grocery order as sort of an accountability piece to ensure that I actually follow through on my meal prep. Another idea is to um, enlist the help of a friend. I also have um, with practitioners, a mom and daughter that live nearby each other. And so they do their meal prep together and that um, they have a lot of fun with it. So whether it's like physically doing it with someone or just, you know, an accountability buddy of the two of you checking in and letting each other know when you're going to do your meal prep or, you know, having your spouse be that accountability buddy, whether you do it together or you just kind of when you go over your schedules, you know, you say, you saying like, this is the day I'm going to do it. And then you're kind of held more accountable to it. I actually will put it on my calendar a lot of times, like block out that time on the calendar. And that, that seems to help a lot because I really, you know, follow, I follow what's on my calendar. So that's another piece there that's helped me. And then, you know, even looking further out, one thing that I will do too, is if you know, um, kind of more for the month, this helps because then you can start coordinating. I like to order my meat online. And so if I know kind of my my meal prep days and, and what I'm going to be making for like the next few weeks, this allows me to make those online orders of the high quality meat. So um, you can kind of get a little more detailed here. But the important thing is, you know, if you want to follow through on your meal prep, figure out a way to get it on the calendar and schedule it. If you have a regular day, great. But if not, then just, you know, week to week, know that you need to be scheduling that and um, sticking to it. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. So I'm doing this new thing when it comes to food prep. Every couple of days, I just don't eat a regular meal. I switch out my regular meal for a loaded keto shake. It takes seconds to whip up, keeps me full until dinner time. So here's what I put in it. A scoop of prime protein, a handful of spinach, a drop of peppermint oil, cashew milk, chia seeds, and boom, keto shake. It's delicious. Now, Prime Protein is made by Equip. It's a doctor-developed line of supplements made 100% from real foods and none of the junk you're going to find in other supplements. What I like about Prime Protein is that it's made with all-natural grass-fed beef isolate protein and therefore doesn't ruin your gut or cause inflammation like whey. Instead, it contains collagen and gelatin that repairs your joints and soft tissues, something that a plant-based protein just won't. Just like whey doesn't taste like cheese, like could you imagine cheese smoothies? Prime protein doesn't taste like a steak, just chocolate through and through. Each bag has 30 servings and each serving is 24 grams of protein. Mix that in with a little fat and you're set. 
When you place your first order with Equip, you're going to receive 20% off. All you got to do is head to equipfoods.com slash KDP. That's E-Q-U-I-P foods.com slash KDP. Load up your cart and use the code KDP for your 20% off. And if you're interested in collagen, they have that too. It's not flavored. It's just plain. And it's a great price, especially with the discount. Again, that's equipfoods.com slash KDP with the coupon code KDP for 20% off your first order. Okay, enjoy. Okay, and then the fourth tip for meal prep, and this is the one that's really how I know a lot of people say, oh, like I did it for a while and it was great, but I kind of like fell off, you know, I got out of the habit. And so how do you make meal prep more sustainable? So there's kind of a lot that I'm going to talk about under this fourth tip. But the overall theme of this tip is you've really got to figure out a way to make it fun. (laughs) So how do you make it fun? Well, there's a lot of different things that can go into this one is in the moment, how do you make it fun, right? So when you're getting into your meal prep, it might be um, listening to music, um, listening to a podcast, or having someone that does it with you. Again, back to the scheduling thing where, you know, it could be a friend, a spouse, a relative, uh, a a child, you know, if you have your kids that do it with you, um, that can be a lot of fun too, because they can get into it and, you know, can kind of be a family thing that you all do together. I know that there's one of our customers that will actually watch Netflix while she does her meal prep, like she has a certain show that she can only watch while she meal preps. So then she knows she's going to meal prep because she wants to see what's happening in the show. And so that's kind of a way to one, keep you accountable and two, like really have fun with it. And then, so that's kind of the first piece is like in the moment, like have fun, like enjoy doing the meal prep itself. Don't look at it as like drudgery, but like have it be something that you enjoy doing. It's going to be a lot more sustainable if you do that. So that's the first piece. But then the second piece is kind of like, a little further out thinking this is more like your mindset piece of it. And I found that the mindset piece of it is a huge part in keeping meal prep sustainable. So what I mean when I say mindset is looking at why kind of first starting with your why, like, why do you want to meal prep? Why is it important to you? And really taking a moment and like answering that question, like, why do I want to do this? Is it my health? Is it, you know, it's more efficient. It's something I believe in, but like really kind of think through why you want to do it. And then from there, once you've done the meal prep during that week, I need you to really focus on the benefits, right? Like every night when you have dinner, like think through like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Like, this is so great that I already have, like, it's five o'clock, all of my veggies are chopped. Like I have, like, I just have to throw the stir fry in the pan and it's ready to go. Like, I'm so glad, like basically like high five yourself for doing the meal prep, you know, like every time you have a meal, think through like how awesome you are for having done that. Because what's going to happen is when you get to your next meal prep session, if all week you've been like, congratulating yourself for the job well done, you're going to be a lot more excited to get into your next session of meal prep. So then the other piece of this is having the meal prep not be something that you have to do, but something that you get to do. So this again is like that mindset thing of like, you know, you don't want to go into your meal prep like, oh, I have to do this again. Like this is awful. 
but instead look at it as like something one that you're choosing to do because at the end of the day it is a choice no one's you know forcing you to sit down and do this meal prep um reflecting back on that why so you know why am i why am i choosing to do this and then you know remembering like what you're like what an opportunity it is right like this is a great opportunity to really set yourself up to have the week that you want to have to eat the way you want to eat, to be the person you want to be, like all of those things are wrapped into that, you know? So one, you know, if you get through those, you know, hour or two of doing that, you're really taking a lot of steps in the right direction towards, you know, reaching your goals, everything from the eating healthier to even having an easier, smoother week. You know, if you have a family, what a great way to set up your family for a week of success when you know every night the dinner it like it changes if you, if you do meal prep on a regular basis you might notice this but the thing i notice is when when i do my meal prep it changes the mood at dinner time from like frantic and hectic and oh my gosh we got to get this on the table and what are we going to have and you know no one's happy to um you know this one of like ease. And, you know, I I know a lot of our subscribers will say that their kids, like one of the things they notice the most when they start doing prep dish is the kids really notice like the, the shift in energy and the shift in like what's happening at dinner time in terms of, you know, maybe the mom has time to sit down and like ask them about their day and spend some time with them instead of like rushing around to get dinner ready. And so that's something that really is kind of like palpable in the energy at dinner time. I might be like overselling this, but I've seen it happen. I've, I've experienced it um, in my own life. So I really, you know, feel strongly that meal prep can, can set your weeks up to be a lot more smooth and um, kind of that feeling of flow versus that feeling of like, franticness. So that was tip number four, keeping it fun. And then the fifth and final tip is just to experiment. So I've kind of talked about this a little bit through some of the other uh, tips here, but you really have to find what works for you. So don't be afraid, you know, just because so-and-so like does meal prep Monday and they prep all their meals for the entire week and it works for them and, and it's perfect for this person, maybe that doesn't work for your family. So really experimenting with all of the different things I talked about, you know, experimenting with which foods you're going to meal prep. Maybe you only meal prep your vegetables and you save all of your proteins for dinner time. Or maybe the next week you try to like cook everything all the way through. So like nothing has to be cooked at mealtime and like all of your meats are cooked and everything's done and you portion it out and you do the, you know, little like meal prep to where each meal is like completely done for you. Maybe and then and that works for you. Or maybe you're like, you know, I don't really have time for meal prep, but if I could just do one fat bomb recipe every Sunday afternoon, then at least I would have like a healthy snack and I could stick to the keto stick to my macros because I know that I have like these fat bombs in the fridge that are gonna, you know, help me stick to everything. And that's all I need. Everything else I don't mind doing right the day of. But if I just do meal prepping fat bombs. So that's an example of, you know, making the foods you're using work for you. And then, you know, experimenting again, like I mentioned with the equipment. So whether you chop with a knife or a food processor, you can play around with that. Um, And then the schedule, you know, play around with that. Decide maybe the once a week works well for me, or maybe, you know, I do it every two or three days, or maybe it's as simple as 
Um, every time I make dinner, I double or triple the recipe. So I have leftovers for lunch and that's at least setting myself up for success for one other meal. Or maybe you try and do the, the once a month meals and you put everything in the freezer and you use a crock pot or instant pot and like, you know, you really kind of go all out, but playing around with that can, can make a difference too. And then playing around with, you know, maybe who helps with meal prep? Is it all you? Do you have a friend? Um, mixing that up. And, you know, at the end of the day, also keeping in mind that this might shift, like what meal prep works um, right now in this moment in your life in five years probably won't be the same perfect solution for you. I've seen this a lot with our customers is, you know, as your family evolves, you know, if you have a baby or anything like that, it can shift what meal prep is going to look like for you and what's going to work for you in this season of your life. So just kind of giving yourself some grace too of like, okay, you might have an idea of what your meal prep should look like or could look like, but really taking a moment to reflect back, getting back to that why that I talked about earlier and just thinking through, okay, what, (laughs) you know, what do I want meal prep to look like for me? What's going to be Um, the most helpful, and then just, you know, really giving yourself credit for what you do. And, you know, even if that's, like I said, making one fat bomb recipe at the beginning of the week, knowing like, hey, I'm doing something that's helping me, you know, get closer to my goals, it's helping me stay on my, my keto diet. And that might be enough for you in this season of your life, that might be just exactly what you need. So really kind of thinking through, what's the best solution for you and not getting bogged down by what other people are doing or maybe what you've done in the past. Um, but just kind of knowing that what you're doing right now is enough and it's the best solution for whatever phase of your life you're in. So just to review, I talked about the five different tips for meal prep. So the first one was knowing which foods are the best foods to meal prep. The second was um, what equipment you need for meal prep and keeping in mind, it's actually not that much. Uh, The third is to schedule out your meal prep. The fourth is to make it fun. If it's fun, it will be a lot more sustainable and you will stick with it for a lot longer. And the fifth is to always be experimenting and doing what's best for you, um, whatever season of life you are currently in. So I really hope that these tips were helpful. I hope that you can walk away um, with something that you can implement. Today, I'd love to hear from you. So I'm at PrepDish on Instagram and Facebook. So if you want to reach out that way, I also have set up a uh, page. It's PrepDish.com slash Keto Diet. And you can get a um, free two-week trial of our um, keto meal plans. So again, that's uh, prepdish.com slash keto diet if you want to try out our meal plans for free for two weeks. And um, if you want to listen in, I have a podcast, Meal Prep Monday, so you can also find me there. That's all I have for you for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you, Leanne, for having me. Great episode, right? So if you want to give Prep Dish a try, Allison is the CEO of Prep Dish. She's offered a two-week free trial for listeners of the podcast. You can head to prepdish.com slash keto diet to check it out. I personally have never tried it, so I can't say that it's great or not. I'm just giving you that option. 
Okay, next up on the show, Sunday, April 19th, episode 244, we have Dr. Magna Dasani, who's coming on the show to chat with us about when sleep becomes a hurdle to your health and what to do about it. And then Sunday, April 26th, episode 245, I'm chatting with you about which keto foods to watch out for the ingredients, even though they say they're keto, which you should watch out for all the danger zones. So I will see you there. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor should it be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.